Hello, world, and welcome to the Imperfectus podcast. I am your musing storyteller, Ems, medical student, classical musician, and polymath. Lately, I created a random ping pong game by programming, and I did it during my exam studies. You know, those fifteen-minute vital breathers between study sessions, and it was a lot of fun. So, just to give a bit of context of other interests I am into, perhaps I'll just share some little tidbits of these gems every time. Here on this podcast, I relate to you. Non-fiction anecdotes, past or current events, perhaps some impressions of futures, and where I dissect special lessons from these. I feel like an old mentor had mentioned where they prefer doing like a recording and releasing it so that it can be accessible to many people and even internationally, rather than use up a clump of energy or effort on local gigs. So I find it kind mission to share some of these enigmatic or thought-provoking tales and interpretations to the curious and the rest of the world because I believe they're pretty important as reality checks, wake-up calls, just like any other weekly sermon. And to limit it to like my quiet crew in my vicinity, I think it's wasted or secluded. So I feel like. I have a strong need to like share with everybody who might just benefit from these stories. So today's tale is a real tearjerker for those who really relate to this experience, or just might summon a strong emotion of like relatedness or something. Like I can't describe how you might feel. It's a strong empathetic resonance. So this is an audio Cuba relatable. I write about per- my personal experiences in Cuba on my blog too. But here's an audio one. So literally this morning, a very thoughtful friend of mine called me at 6:35 a.m. and I fortunately woke up since 6:25 a.m. and asked if I wanted to come. To the only like USD store nearest to my school, so a bit of context, right? And it's related to the Lion Olympics that I wrote before on my blog. This store in particular, they're only allowing exactly 100 persons, and for the Sunday, it's only 40 persons. So. Some examples of just how difficult it might be. A person who arrives at 3 a.m. to mark their place gets number 51. Person who marks usually marks for like three to five other comrades. And today, the real third person to mark the line just got number 12. Imagine that. Imagine how far off. You could be, and my friend marked her place since 12 a.m. and stayed out there in the night, out there through the early wee hours until it was time to get the tickets. And my brother in another province once spent like 10 hours. That's more incredible. If we calculate what my friend went through, that's just seven hours. But if it's 10 hours, like think about it, you would have to be there since the day before, like 10 to 11. P.M. to mark the place, and then you realize each person who marks the beginning will bring along more of their comrades. So now you understand the context. So just realize how wholeheartedly grateful I am for their help, and they even helped me carry the groceries back and all the way up Fort Floor where I live. So I was aching to cry, yet I admitted like just aching. No tears came, but. I was like overjoyed, shocked, exhausted, and confused. On like predictable terms, I used to go solo. But this kind of random stroke of luck from the blue this morning—it's like a strange blessing. It's like despite everything I could ever think to complain, this type of experience just 
makes it a little bit more bearable. So I bought all the slow carb diet approvables, of course, and wow, the store this time was stocked with a variety of dried legumes. I even had the privilege to take the share of my friends because even the amount you buy is restricted. It's a maximum of two per customer. So right now I have like a variety and quantity of legumes and to last a fortunate period of time. Although I seem overboard and spent, I knew I spent so much, I knew that with the competition of Line Olympics this daunting and considering the, the context I just shared with you, then you know you might never get that chance again. And it's because even more context here is that three weeks ago, the stores were all closed in this province because of COVID control again. So it used to be, say, six days then extend it and extend some more. So I always like just regret not taking advantage of stocking up while things are open and free or whatever. But it's such a like mental, physical cost to go and buy and then yet with the restrictions. So if you really want to maximize, then you would either have to go every day to get that maximum it's like those kind of daily things that you sometimes get what freebies every day or something so you have to show up every day and if you go alone then that's hard or maybe sometimes you could take the share of some other person who's not buying the same thing and then they take something that you don't really need to buy and then they could get extra but you know like it is so unpredictable my mind just the somersaults jumping jacks or something, craziness into infinity with the worry of what inventory I have to survive and how much I have to overstock because I know things like obstacles such as stores closing or a heightened competition of the line Olympics is just gonna complicate things. It reminds me of stock market, like there's a saying that goes, oh, buy it when it's low, sell it when it's high. So like just a bit of a adapted metaphor like you buy it when it's a low-key atmosphere you buy it when you go and stock up water when it's that decent low-lying time or when you can like animals who relish in the spring after a harsh winter like and then to prepare during autumn or something like the ants who prepare for winter from the way beginning that's the true adversity we face as students trying to survive in Cuba so keep that in mind at first, I was so embarrassed to buy all that I had to. My shopping cart was chuck-loaded, filled oil, glasses of vegetables, all the packs of dry legumes of all kinds, red beans, black beans, chickpeas, white beans, split peas, green peas, doubles of each, each of every brand, some tomato sauces, and some of the rich cheat day groceries like cereal and juices, some essentials such as toilet paper, but then they only let you take one per person. And then they fortunately had some rare wafer biscuits and you can only take two per person. It's not easy. My colleagues used to make fun of me when I used to buy like two giant packs of toilet paper, like 12 packs that each contained four rolls. That was back in the lab or rather the Havana times and it was no joke because it seems outrageous but now you can't even buy a full pack freely so there's no way to prepare a proper stock and you have to take advantage of every chance you get to get any at all in the store to just get that limit and it feels like life or death or something but it is truly a struggle.
All the while, I was nearly acting like Lars from Steven Universe. I think I mentioned this reference. It's about him either in my podcast or my blog, but it's like there's a time to face a true you. Despite what you think others think of you, I've always been like uncomfortable to seem like I'm rich or arrogant. But while I had enough funds, I would have to purchase what I most need and blah blah blah. And if I want to justify myself, which I just like find tiring sometimes, but I have to sometimes, or or I don't know if justifying myself calms down my nerves about it. But you know, my whole life centering around values of health. My commitment to the slow carb diet since 12 weeks ago, so I'm 12 weeks into it, and it's a new way of life, and I intend to see it to it until next summer. It's that long-term committed life experiment. How could I drop it? And yet, I have to face this like seeming overboardness of my purchases. I was ready to like crumble or melt. I wish that I came alone or something because I don't want people to see it because I'm embarrassed about having to like overbuy or seem like so overboard. But then, if I didn't come with these these friends, then I wouldn't be able to get their extra pass of legumes because my friend didn't buy any like a lot. So remember, only two per person. It was this. I have to call it like icky, creeping. Like cringe, inner discomfort. Like when you do a social error, that seems so embarrassing. Yet you need to search like the right kind of understanding of the why and not be quick to judge. But I don't think the outside forces are like that. You cannot predict what others are going to think or whatever. And I sometimes just literally worry every cheat day, like when people see me out out there having that sweet rave of a time, and then they assume that I eat like that daily. Like no, like they're only seeing this tip of the iceberg. They're only seeing this outer shell. They don't even know I'm practicing slow carb diet like six days a week. So fooey, like <laughs> like for those who understand me, like. Kudos, and I appreciate the respect. So thus, I let myself become intimately exposed like that, and it was relieving. There was truth. Here was truth, and it's like in this Shen comics, truth is like this spiky ball that struck and hurt, but it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Again, I recall this anecdote about choosing to open a very scary door that's feared by all. Over choosing to fight to the death for your freedom, it seems so simple, but yet so complex and frustratingly difficult. So many qualitative components, the disregarding context, like it will seem so mathematical and clear cut without them. But the real world is so much more chaotic. Today, I realize some two important lessons that once again I can't go about it alone. It's really harsh, the reality to figure it out all alone, and friends are so glorious, so relieving, and collaboration is magnificent. Secondly, that discomfortable feeling about living a true self, I think I need to do more of that. Just like how I need to do more performances until I get confident as a musician. I like. Kinetic hands-on practices to get things right. So I need to drop down the little facade or something. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. I'm probably not, but 
I really want to be more true, even if it would seem like so easy to imagine that others are thinking very, very like negatively or villainously understanding about what I do or judging without actually knowing. So what can I do about that? I have to just realize like if they're going to stick to their truths, then they have expectation complexes. And if they could ask me directly, then I also like hope I tell them the truth and hope that I can be sincerely understandable. Even on my part, like sometimes I don't want to admit it because then I'm worried about what it means because I'm that much sensitive. There are plenty of things a person hides because of some insecurity and embarrassment, a social taboo. But then it's like wearing too much makeup, perhaps, or getting addicted to caffeine in order to study. Or, you know, in some known example where a character from Big Bang Theory just depends on drinking in order to speak to females. It's so extreme, yet so understandable. People can be so scared because some values are in question, some implication that hurts pride or ego, some cultural implication. So they can cower like Lars, who threw away his cake for fear of so much imagination. And you drown in a bunch of non-action, unaction, and spoils all the outcomes. What about just testing it? To try it out? And perhaps in some context, it's not adequate if you go and try out everything, like, don't try out explosives, <laughs> but I mean like motivations like sending an email, speaking to that one person, submitting the application, taking a side job, or so on. A lot of anxiety is interlaced, twisted, or there's a lot of prejudice or judgment embedded that could just like lead to so much resistance. As you grow older, somehow, some way, with the entire processing or sum of factors to consider as an adult, decisions, appearance, it just seems so much more difficult to express the true self. Like when you didn't even care about what others thought in your early childhood years. And it's like those kind of, I guess, a trope where you're as true as a child or adolescent, some hero in a fictional series who defy everything against their mission or vision, any obstacle, they defy it, and it seems very dignified and honorable as like saving a friend, like this whole human being person, or helping a town, and all like fueled by a sincere motive. It's simple, yet so complex. It's like the macro and then you realize there's atoms. It's something I realized once before, but here's another rude awakening and this is it. To practice the true self and without regret. To seek clarity when you need to. If you mess up, to learn to do a little better, more compassion. You can't be living someone else's life said Steve Jobs, but outside the context of whether you're agreeable with him as his whole persona, it's the phrase that is most important. You just can't be living someone else's life. So that's your story for today, and I hope you enjoyed it. I used to be very filtery with uh, what I hope to relate to you all, but this episode is more detailed, more open for this theme, so I hope you appreciated that too. It's so not easy. And to those who understand, kudos. And to those for the first time realizing, it is not a joke. And you shall catch me in the nexus.
And well, probably if you didn't already know, maybe I sound like catch me in the next one. I just want the sound maybe like mystical, and Nexus is like a link or something. So basically, you can find me in other internet platforms like Twitter mostly or Instagram, where I post some arts. I'm po- currently posting a hundred fire series at M Chemical M K A M I K. A-L. So basically, I'm just lurking about status posting. If I'm not here sharing articles or a podcast episode, I have like a Facebook page for the podcast too. Everything you can find me at Imperfectus, the title of this podcast, and even LinkedIn. So my art is at Chemical, and I also have like a Facebook page, Tumblr, blog, and Twitter for that too. So yeah, catch me in the Nexus. End.